Good morning, Miller Agency. Welcome to another morning wake-up call. It is July 2nd on a, I would say, bright and shiny Monday morning, but the sun's not all the way up here. We're, we're out walking pretty early today to beat the heat and excited to jump on with you here for the call and have a quick chat today as you set off to start your week and start a brand new month. I, it's not the topic of my call today, but here's what I want to remind you of. It's something that Zig Ziglar said many, many, many moons ago. And, you know, of all the personal development, personal growth stuff I've read over the years, this is one of a handful of quotes that is just burned into my brain. And that's this. Yesterday ended last night. Yesterday ended last night. So whatever happened last month, you know, maybe June wasn't as good as you wanted it to be. Maybe there were some real struggles in your life in June. Maybe there were some financial challenges. Maybe, maybe your licensing went a little slower than you wanted. Maybe you went out and you, you did your kind of first dials and you didn't, you didn't knock it out the box. Maybe, maybe there's other stuff going on in your life. June might have been a, a punch in your face a little bit. Maybe it was okay. Maybe it wasn't horrible. Maybe it was just kind of middle of the road. Maybe it was really great. In any case, yesterday ended last night. Today's a brand new day. It's a brand new month as we launch into a Monday and we launch into um, a week here, a new week, a new month, new goals, new targets, new energy inside of symmetry. So I just want to remind you that you have a clean slate today. I actually did a, a full talk on, on the clean slate and, and writing your new story. If you haven't listened to that inside of the, uh, the podcast feed, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. I think it might serve you well today. But today I wanted to talk to you about a, a, a topic that we could file under, you know, if we were going to label these, you know, sort these podcast episodes, I'd put this under grit. I'd put it under grit. And um, it, it's really based on a, on a kind of, I, this will sound way too woo, much more woo than I want it to, but this really kind of became my mantra when I was finally breaking through. <clears throat> Not just breaking through in my business, but breaking through in my life, breaking through in myself, finally letting go of the junk, the baggage, and the mess, and finally stepping kind of into my power. As, as Tony Robbins would say. And so um, this, this phrase that I'm going to share with you and then the, the context behind it, it may be a mantra, an orientation, a kind of life um, inclination that, that you adopt. And, and I, would, I would encourage you to. Here's the phrase. It's very simple. Write this down in your notes. Hold the line. Hold the line. You know, I was in the military for 11 years, active duty in the Air Force, and military history fascinates me still to this day. Um, you get me watching a military documentary or get me reading a book about all things military, and, and you'll lose me quick. I'll be off. Uh, I'll, I'll binge read and binge watch that in a heartbeat. And back in the Civil War, for example, um, they, they had this interesting sort of infantry style of fighting. And, and, and so on one side, um, 
the, 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 the troops would, would, would form up in what essentially were lines. And there would be, you know, with people right next to each other, it was a horizontal on a line, and they would stretch all the way out and there'd be a line. And, you know, behind them, there would be a, a secondary line, sometimes even another line behind that. The idea was, is that as the enemy came into that area, that they were not going to let, the goal was, not to let the enemy cross that line. Because if, if they held the line, that means they essentially were going to win that battle. You win enough battles, you win the war. Well, if you, if you didn't hold the line, and the enemy breaks through that first line, you might have that secondary line, you may have the third line, but, but bottom, the bottom line, lots of lines here, bottom line is if, you, if they broke through and you didn't hold that first line, you were in trouble. There's, there's real, real good chance you were going to lose, you were going to lose that battle. And I remember when I, when I started really um, having my breakthroughs in my life and in my business, um, there was just one problem that I discovered about when you right before you're about to have kind of your biggest breakthroughs. I don't know this to be universally true, but I, I, the more I hear other people tell their story, the more I examine my own life, I have found this to be, you know, dare I say, almost true every time. There's that expression, you know, it's darkest before the dawn. And right before your biggest breakthroughs in life, it will seem like literally everything is crashing on you. It will seem the worst that it's ever been right before you break through. It's a funny thing. I, again, I, I don't know why we do it that way. Humans are kind of strange. We have to, I think, sometimes experience such a high amount of pain and discomfort and misery. And we have to until we finally change. You know, Earl Schoff told a young Jim Rohn, who was uh, a huge failure at the time, he said, Jim, if you want things to change, you need to change. It's just that simple. And sometimes we have to experience so much pain and so much discomfort that finally, finally, we decide to change. And it's right before your biggest breakthroughs in your life, whether that's financial or it's personal or it's health or it's in relationship, whatever. They generally start to, they're kind of, the breakthroughs will cascade pretty quickly across areas in your life once you kind of hit that critical mass. And but right before that happens, man, things can look horrible. You know, for me, it was, it was mounting financial pressure. Like, you know, you, you, I kept looking at my, I kept looking at my spreadsheet, you know, where I kept our budget and I'm, I'm looking at the accounts that we had and I'm, I'm doing that, that reverse math. And friend, let me tell you, you are, you are not in a position of abundance if on a daily basis you're doing reverse math. What do I mean by reverse math? How long will the money last? That's, that's what you're doing. That's what reverse math is. You're looking at a, at a checking account balance or a savings balance or something, and you're going, all right, there's, I don't know, $2,000 in there. Based on these bills, based on how fast we're burning money for our normal living, how long will it last? You know, if you're doing that every day, 
you're in a bad spot, friend. <laughs> that is not a good place to be. And it, so for me, it was incredible mounting pressure because it wasn't just me. You know, I wasn't some 26-year-old guy who was, you know, trying to, to figure out, you know, and find myself. You know, I, had, I have a wife and three children, and I, and I am the primary, you know, breadwinner of this crew. And so it wasn't just me. My responsibility was extending to the most important people in my life. And, and, and when you're right before your breakthrough, you'll find that you'll have like a line that goes right up the center of your body and your mind. And one half of your body and your mind is telling you, dude, it's over. Like, this is horrible. This situation is, is, is unrecoverable. You are, your goose is cooked. I mean, it's every negative, every worst case scenario, doom and gloom, because all it's looking at is kind of the numbers on the page. Then there's the other half of your body on the other side of that line that, that says, um, you know, you're, you're so close. You're so close. And if you will just hold the line and you won't let these obstacles, you won't let these, these, these discouragements, you won't let the stress, you won't let the bill collector, you won't let the checking account balance, you won't let those things break your line. You'll hold the line just long enough, you're about to have a breakthrough. And when you do, well, especially in our business, that's why we have an amazing model here, you start breaking through here, you're going to solve some problems quick in your financial life and, and, and all the other aspects, frankly. So you got to hold the line and you'll have these two voices battling in your head. I don't care how much personal development you do. I don't care if you meditate eight hours a day in the lotus position and your chakras are perfect. Listen, you're going to have those two voices right before your breakthrough. And I'm telling you what I had to tell myself and what I'm telling you is hold the line. Don't let the obstacles of, of maybe it's financial pressure. Maybe it's a relational pressure. You know, it's funny. Relationships tend to come under a lot more pressure when there's financial pressure. I think there's few things that can erode and, and just rip up relationships and stress them. Quite like money issues. It's horrible. There's good data on that. It's not good data. It's horrible data, but it's true data that, you know, how many divorces, how many, how much marital discord is caused by financial stress. It's horrible. So it could be relational stuff. It could be, you know, it could just be, um, you know, these one-off things that are stacking, you know, the, the car needs repaired and then the water heater goes out and, and, you know, you're just, you're looking at your bank account. You're like, I literally don't know how I'm going to pay this bill. And these other bills, I'm going to have to make them wait. And they're going to have to be late for a while. And again, you're reverse mathing. You're under total pressure. All those things are trying to break your line. But you got to hold the line. Because if you'll hold the line, friend, and I'm going to tell you how to do that in this business in just about two minutes. But if you'll hold the line, you'll win the battle of that day. And then you win the battle of that week, you win the battle of the month, and you keep doing that for not even a really long period of time, if you really think about it. You know, times will vary depending on what you're trying to fix in your life and do, but before you know it, you win enough of those battles because you held your line, and you kept held, holding your line, 
Well, you keep doing that, you're gonna win the war. When you win the war, that means the debt's paid off. That means you finally got you know, some money in your savings account. That means you're not doing reverse math anymore. That means the collectors are all settled up and they're gone. That means that you can actually go out on a date with your spouse and you guys are laughing and smiling about a movie or a cool piece of furniture you wanna buy or just enjoying each other's company and no one's looking at the price tag on the menu doing more reverse math. You won the war. So I wanna tell you a couple of the ways that I managed to hold my line. Because all this sounds good, but some might be, Gary, how do I do it? How do I hold my line when everything, that other side of my voice and, and my mind is telling me, dude, it's over, you're over leveraged. It's just, it's not gonna work. Let me, let me give you some advice on what I did. And these are, these are not gonna, some of them are gonna seem totally unrelated. Um, and, and, but, but stay with me for, I don't know, where are we out on the call right now? About 13 minutes, I think, something like that. Yeah, so stay with me. Um, next three or four minutes, I think it'll all make sense. All right, so here's some basics, how you hold your line. Number one, I wanna make sure that you're getting enough sleep. You say, what? <laughs> Wait a minute, I was, I was all ready to go to battle. What are you talking about sleep? I want you to understand, probably, I, I heard this from, from Mike Murdoch, one of my mentors, long distance mentors, and, and I'll never, it, again, it's one of those things I heard that immediately burned a groove in my brain. Understand this, friend, nothing looks good when you're tired. Nothing. Your situation looks impossible when you're tired. Fatigue will make a coward out of all of us. That might have been Churchill who said that. If somebody, I didn't make that up. But fatigue will make a coward of all of us. And so your situation will not look good. You will not be as resilient to rejection when you're tired. You will not respond to adversity well when you're tired. You will tend to respond emotionally, um, often in outbursts with your spouse, with yourself. There is a much higher propensity for depression and anxiety and rage and a bunch of other things that are really bad. They're, they're not good. Um, when you are under stress and you are un you're not rested enough to do what you need to do. So I'm not here to give you a sleep clinic. Um, I don't teach sleep. Sleep is something I've battled with for the last five years of learning how to actually turn my brain off and do good sleep. So I'm not lecturing you about sleep from an ivory tower, but I am telling you, however you have to put it together, whether you do it through a regular sleep schedule or you adopt the nap, Whatever the case may be, morning, um, whatever the case may be, you guys need to make sure that you're getting an appropriate um, amount of rest. It's really, really important. Fatigue will make a coward out of all of us. Now, I want to put a little caveat in here. Um, that means, you know, when you, you go to sleep tonight, you, you know, basic practices, go to sleep at the same time every night, wake up at the same time every day, Okay. No devices about an hour before. So no phone, no social media, no computer. Don't put your eyes on a screen about an hour before you go to bed. And I would encourage you to fall asleep with some really gentle audio in the background. There's all kinds of things on YouTube for um, sleep guided meditations that'll help you if you have busy brain like I do. If you guys want the resources, let me know. I'll share some of my favorites with you um, that I use. The bottom line is 
That's all we're talking about. I would also encourage you, don't be afraid of the 20 minute power nap, you know, in the afternoon. If you are, you know, you're in between appointments or, you know, you don't have appointments that particular afternoon and you're gonna do some more dialing to fill up, hey, take 20 minutes after your lunch. You know, if you're, if you're doing this full time or if you've got it somehow in the part-time schedule, take 20 minutes, take a quick nap, even if it's just a power nap, just to kind of recharge, get yourself fresh and go. But notice what I didn't say here. I didn't say go off for days at a time, weeks at a time to kind of go get in the lotus position and find yourself. Friend, if you're under, if you're trying to hold your line, you don't have a whole lot of time to kind of find yourself, but you do have time to recharge yourself. And so make sure that you're getting enough sleep, but then get back in the fight. You, you got to get back in the fight. These problems won't solve themselves. You know, particularly if you're dealing with depression and anxiety, one of the things you'll want to do is you'll want to hide. Um, one of the only times that you can forget is when you sleep. Ask me how I know, friends, because I was there. But that won't solve the problem. It won't solve the problem. You know, binging on Facebook for an hour is not going to solve the problem. Binging on Netflix, not going to solve the problem. Got to get out and do the work. But make sure, make sure you're getting the appropriate amount of sleep. Number two, this goes back to my call yesterday, which I got a lot of feedback on. And thank you for that. About I, I talked about the dialing philosophy. Let me go back to this um, briefly. The way that you hold your line is you stay focused on the primary activity, not the results. Not the results. Primary activities are simple here. Dials, appointments, drive out, give a full presentation. Okay, those are your three primary responsibilities. Dial your leads, set appointments, drive out there, sit, give a full presentation, drive home. Notice what I said is not your job. Your job is not to sell everyone. Your job is not to have a perfect closing ratio. Your job is not to get a yes on every dial. Your job is not to get a yes on every set. See, when you have that mentality and you're grasping, it amps up the stress. And then you get really, really uncomfortable. And you start putting all this unnecessary pressure on what you're doing in your business and, it, and it'll mess you up. And, and so what you're looking for is just activity because your activity is ultimately gonna solve every problem you have because of the way our business works. Because if you do more dials, you'll set more appointments. You set more appointments, you will write more business. Law of large numbers. Now, I want you to understand this very clearly. If you focus on activity, then you know you have done your job for the day if you dial all your leads, if it's a dial day, or you go sit on all your appointments and give a full presentation. No matter what happens, the result has nothing to do with it. Your job is to do the activity. And if you will measure and grade and, and mark your day successful by the activity that you do, not by the results you get, but by the activity you do, the results will naturally come because your activity is going to be high. I say it all the time. I, I totally stole this from, from uh, Casey Watkins. It's, it's activity beats skill all day long. There, there's, there's nothing that'll beat setting three more appointments and going out and sitting on them. And, and getting another couple deals in. That'll always do better than the perfect strategy, okay? Now, we always wanna get better, we always wanna hone our skills, but activity's gonna win, but it's the right kind of activity. 
You judge your time on the line. You, did I hold the line today? Did you do the activity? Yeah, but Gary, that person didn't buy, uh-uh. Did you do the activity? If you did, you held the line. But I'll tell you what we wanna do when the heat's up in our lives. What we wanna do is we go, I'm in so much pain, I can't take any more. And so I don't wanna do any more dials because people will tell me no. And that'll hurt me even more than I'm already hurt. I don't wanna drive out an hour out there because I don't even know what I'm gonna say. And you know, they could say no. And then my situation's worse. No, it's not. First of all, you're learning. Second of all, you're doing the activity. If you do the activity, you can't lose. Number three, today. Just write this down, today. You can only navigate today, friends. When you're holding your line, if you wanna start getting your line busted up by all your obstacles and you start losing, is when you try to figure out how you're gonna solve the problem a week from now, that bill that's coming up three weeks from now, what are you going to do if, you know, and you start again, you start running this sort of casualty math and you get overwhelmed. You got to look at today. What can I do today? What is my job today? I need to hold my line today. Can't think about holding it tomorrow. I got to hold it today. So I got to dial or I got to go sit for my appointments or I got to do policy maintenance. Got to do some recruiting, you know, the primary activities here. They're always the same. They're not going to change. So I've got to make sure that I'm doing it though today. This is the only day I've got. This is it. If you want to get yourself crushed by your anxiety and the worries of your situation, start trying to think one minute past today. Do that long enough and you'll get crushed. You won't hold the line. You'll lose the battles and you'll lose the war. Which, which if I have time, I'll talk about what it means to really lose the war here um, at the end. Okay, so focus on today. All right, so, so far, what have we talked about? Um, we'll work it in reverse. Focus on today. Activity. Sleep. Rest. Make sure you're getting it, because uh, fatigue will make a coward out of all of us. Four, and you knew this was coming. Mindset. Mindset. You got to double down on your mindset training. What is that? And listen, you don't have to, here's the thing about mindset training. I learned this from a <laughs> kind of a nutty guy in marketing many years ago, and it served me well. Mindset training is not something you have to stop everything else and do. You do it while you're doing other stuff. So you listen to the audios while you're driving to your appointments. You listen to the audio while you're working out. You listen to the audios while you're doing your chores. You listen to the audio while you're falling asleep. You know, you're, it's not something that you have to carve out extra time in your schedule. But when I say double down on it, dude, you've got to focus on it. You've got to focus on it. You've got to hear messages that basically are saying one thing. It's possible. You need to be reminded because remember I told you that other half of your body is going to be screaming at the top of its lungs about how what you're trying to do is impossible. Every time you encounter an obstacle, you get that you get that letter from a from a collector, or you or you have to you had a bill that came up that you totally didn't expect, or one of your kids got sick and you had to shell out some some you know <laughs> urgent care money, and and these obstacles come, they're all trying to break your line. You've got to hold the line by doing all these things we've talked about, but especially your philosophy as you're holding the line, your mindset. 
and, and what we're talking about is, is, you know, how you are seeing your world, how you're seeing yourself, how you're seeing other people, how you're seeing your present and your future. You know, when we're under duress and our mindset's wrong, well, here's what we do. There's a couple things you'll do in this business. One, you'll say, well, you know, I don't want to call those 4A leads because they're old leads and they, they just won't, they won't get me any results that I want. You know, those, are, those aren't fresh leads, and so that's going to be a problem. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you, might, you, might, you, know, look at, um, you might look at your leads and say, well, you know, things are really tough. I'm only going to buy, you know, maybe a third of what the combination tool told me, and I'll figure it out. You know, I'm not going to follow the system. You know, John Griffin quotes uh, Zig Ziglar all the time on the calls. You're hearing, this is, this is thinking, thinking. You drive up to a, to a house in a neighborhood that... You know, it's got a $35,000 mortgage. You know it's going to be a, it's probably going to be a mortgage payment protection situation. There's, there's trash all over the lawn. You're not even sure if when you step up on the stairs if the, if the porch is going to support you. Looks like the whole house is just going to fall in on itself. And you're standing out there and you're making judgments. Oh, this person isn't going to buy. Oh, man, I just wasted my time. Man, I wasted money on this lead. Oh, man, you know, this isn't helping me. Why am I doing this? This is stupid. Stinking thinking shows up when you, you know, here in just a couple of weeks, you're going to hear me out of my mouth every time. Hey, we're going to see you in D.C. Vince coming up eight weeks away, national convention. We all go. That's it. I mean, this is, this is, a, this is a mandatory meeting for your job. There's, there's not an option, right? And you'll hear me say that. And if you have stinking thinking, you're like, well, you know, he doesn't understand. I got a lot going on right now. I'll go to the next one. All these definitions of stinking thinking, where your philosophy is wrong because your mindset is wrong. Someone tells you, you know, on a training call, hey, this is what you need to do when you're calling, let's say, calling leads. And you say, well, you know, let me work for them, but you know, that's just because they're, you know, they live in a different area or they buy more leads than I do or blah, 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 blah. Stinking thinking. And none of that thinking, by the way, is going to help you hold your line. It's going to make your line weaker. So double down on your mindset. Listen to symmetry training audios, guys. There is an endless, the SWAT team, the SWAT team uh, uh, portfolio of audios. Dude. That's what you listen to while you're working out. That's what you listen to while you're, you're driving to your appointments. Listen to this podcast. You know, ours are a little shorter. So generally, we try to keep it to 30 minutes or less. Um, looks like I'm getting close to 30 right now. But listen and listen. And it's not about listening to just one. Listen to it one time. You know, listen to it multiple times. Let it get from your head into your heart, from your heart into your life. Because the people that are talking to you are not talking to you from some ivory tower of theory. We've been there. I know what it's like to have to tell myself every day, Gary, hold the line. Hold the line. So double down on your mindset. Now, will these four things solve all your problems? Nope. Even if you do them for the first seven days, are you going to feel all these dramatic differences? No. Nope. 
But if you'll do them every day, this goes back to Jeff Olson's slight edge concept, it starts to compound. And you'll win little battles, you'll hold your line, and before you know it, if you keep it up, you'll have won the war. But what happens if you don't? What happens if you don't hold your line? Well, first of all, if you don't hold your line on an individual day, if the things kind of break through and you get a little crushed and a little defeated, I want to tell you, you're not alone. That happens to all of us. The key to that is how fast you rebound. If you get right back up on your feet and say, okay, whew, man, yesterday, I, I, man, I cracked my line. I got to hold the line today. The faster you rebound and get back in the game, the better you are. And you can, you can recover from it and get right back on track. Still win more battles, still win your war. You're in the game. You're good. But if you get, if you get your teeth knocked in, you know, you go out. You know, I've got an appointment first thing. I've got a handful of appointments already for Monday and Tuesday. Um, booked out. My calendar's pretty full for the next two days. And, and, you know, my first appointment today is out in a place called Laporte, Texas, which is well over an hour one way for me. And, but this was the time this guy could meet, and that's just what it, the way it worked on the schedule. Had to keep my evening appointments open for my younger folks, and so um, he's an older gentleman. And, you know, what happens if I go all the way out there, and it's a no-show? You know, what if I go out there, and he's like, ah, you know, today's not really a good day. What if I go out there, and we sit down, and we give a full presentation, and it's a no-sale? And truth be told, I've already done a little bit of research. He's going to be an interesting case. He's 78. He's got some stuff going on. It's going to, it's going to definitely be critical period, final expense. We're going to have to do some. It's not going to be a laydown sale. So what if he doesn't? You got to drive that hour all the way back. Well, you know, when things like that happen, what happens if you, what happens if you don't hold your line? What happens if on the way home? You listen to sad music and tell yourself, and you listen to that one half of your voice that says it's over. And then you decide, well, you know what? I'm just not going to do any more dials this week. I just need a break. By the way, friends, that's one of the worst lies you tell yourself, that you need a break. When you know you haven't done nearly enough, and you're doing the break thing because you're hiding. And I know, I know. Dude, I've done it. And it resulted in me waking up one day Never forget it. I'd been hiding long enough. I woke up and there was like $25 in my checking account. Wife and three kids, $25. And I'm like, um, this hiding thing isn't working. What happens? Well, if you, if, you just, if you let those things that are trying to hold your line, it, we're trying to break through your line, and you don't hold the line because you're not resting. You're not doing the activity. You're not doubling down on your mindset. You're not focused on just today. And you, you don't take this advice and you try to, you try to wing it a little bit, and then you, the first thing that'll happen is, and you'll know your line's been broken when you get a couple kicks to your face and you start withdrawing. You're not in the Slack chat, you're not going to the calls. Your activity will immediately plummet. You won't do the dials. You won't show up to appointments. You almost will no-shows. You'll do things like I did early on. You'll do a text confirmation. You say, hey, just confirming our appointment for 7 o'clock. Please reply with yes or no. You're begging for a cancellation. I never had anybody say yes. They all said, yep, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to cancel. You'll drive up to the house 
willing a no-show. Please don't be there. Man, this lead sucks. I can't even believe I'm doing this. Why did I listen to Gary? Why did I listen to Brad Mad? This is crap. And, and you'll go out there and will a no-show. If they're even remotely, you know, even kind of busy, you're like, oh, you know what? Hey, no problem. I'll just call you back and come back another time. I mean, you're trying to get out of there. Your activity will decrease. You'll withdraw. And then in the withdrawal, you'll get, you'll get eaten up by sympathizers. There'll be people around you that have always encouraged your quitting, that have always encouraged your mediocrity, and they will be there to encourage you again. And those voices will override the voices like mine or other leadership here at, at Symmetry that are telling you, you can do this, you can change your life. But the voices of the sympathizers and the mediocrity will tell you, eh, those guys are just a scam. Yeah, that, that kind of work is not good. You know, just come back over here to your, you know, $35,000, $40,000 a year job. You know, it's safe. We even have a 401k. Get responsible. And you're gone. And that war that you were trying to win, that, that you know, that 10, 15, 20, Brad and Matt's case, $200,000 of debt. Well, you ain't going to pay that off on a $40,000 a year job. So you'll be sacked with that debt for forever. You're going to drive what you don't want to drive, wear what you don't want to wear, live where you don't want to live, put your kids to, into schools that you don't want them to go to because you lost the war. You lost the war because you didn't hold the line. Friend, you only have to hold the line today. Just today, Monday. I, I tell Crystal, even today, um, and now that I've, I've kind of learned these lessons the incredibly hard way, guys, and I was so hard-headed in symmetry. I was so hard-headed. I was the worst. I was like the least coachable person for the longest time. But like today, she, we were talking about my day last night. You know, we kind of prepared for the next day. And I said, hey, you know, I've got an appointment at uh, you know, my, my, mine are afternoon and early evening appointments. So I'll be with you and the girls in the morning. And then uh, I'll be on the road. But I should be home for a late dinner. And, um, and she'll often ask me, hey, what's your responsibility tomorrow? I said my responsibility is to drive to each appointment, listening to mindset, working on my mind, give a full presentation, drive safely home. And if I walk in the door having done that, I have won the battle and I held my line. Even to this day, I held my line. But Gary, what if nobody bought? It doesn't matter if they buy. I'm working the law of large numbers, friends. I will work enough appointments. People are going to buy insurance. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no way around it, okay? But... My job is to hold the line. It's to go out, listen to personal development audio on the way, on the way back, working on my mindset, give a full presentation, be a complete servant to those that I'm, that I'm sitting with, figuring out how I can best help them and educate them, drive home, be intentional with my family, get to bed at the same time every night, get a good night's sleep, wake up and do it again. My only responsibility today is just the activity, and I hold the line. I hold the line. Friend, I understand that it can be darkest before the dawn. Good grief, I understand it. I understand every cell in your body is, is at times raging against you, telling you, you know, you should, you should go and do something else. Man, why are you working on commission? Dude, this is scary. What are you doing? I understand. I understand the, the incredible pressure of, of being a provider for a family. 
whether you're a single mom, a single dad, or, or you're the breadwinner in a family, I don't care what the scenario is, I know that pressure. I used to watch my girls sleep at night and knew what my checking account balance was. I would sob at the end of their bed going, Gary, what are you doing? You got to fix it. You got to fix it, man. Hold the line. I'll see you next time.